One Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Beautiful time of worship. And I'm so glad that even in this season where we have not been together physically in a couple of months now, but we are still able to gather together in the Spirit through technology to connect together, to experience the presence of God. And I hope wherever you're at today that you sense the presence of God in your home or maybe in your car, out for a walk, wherever you're at today, that you sense God's presence, God's peace, uh, God's joy with you. And I want to take just a moment to welcome all of you who are our guests. Again, we are so glad that you are with us. And um, I know that as we are in this season of Church Online, we have people gathering uh, with us virtually every week uh, that are outside of the city of Orlando, outside of our state. And we are so glad that you're with us, so honored that you would join us today. And uh, maybe you wouldn't even consider yourself a person of faith. Uh, Maybe you wouldn't consider yourself religious. Well, I I just want you to know that uh, we're not about religion. We're actually all about Jesus, all about relationship with Jesus. And today is actually a special day for us as followers of Jesus because today is Pentecost Sunday. And uh, maybe you hear that word Pentecost, you think that sounds a little bit weird. Well, the word actually just means 50 and it was a celebration in Jewish culture and uh, where the Jewish people would gather together in Jerusalem, but it was the day that the Holy Spirit was poured out, the presence of God was poured out onto God's people. And so it really became the launch point for the Jesus movement that now today around the world, uh, billions of people are followers of Jesus. Uh, In fact, oftentimes where there is suffering and pain as people are responding to that, oftentimes it's, it's Jesus followers. It's the Jesus movement that is helping to solve the issues of suffering and pain. And across the world, churches are perhaps in this season scattered, but ultimately we are gathered together in the name of Jesus. And it really all started on that Pentecost Sunday. So today I want to talk to you about Pentecost power. Pentecost power. And I want to pick up the story in Acts chapter 1. And uh, this is the the final moments of Jesus' life on earth. And uh, he had been raised from the dead and spent time with his disciples. And the Bible says this in Acts chapter uh, 1 verse 4. It says this, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized or submerged with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when he had come together, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, I don't know about you, but as I hear that, there is an excitement that rises up in my heart. 
This declaration and this promise of power that Jesus has given to every person who's put their faith in him. And we know historically that out of that moment, it was a shot heard round the world that changed the whole course of history as the presence of God was poured out onto the, the lives, the hearts of ordinary people. And so today it is a day of celebration for us. But the fact is that for those first disciples, that was not a day of celebration. In fact, it was a difficult day. Think about it for just a moment. They had just a short time earlier experienced the, the crucifixion as Jesus had been taken away from them, put to death. They, as his followers, were scattered, and many of them really caved in their faith. But Jesus was raised from the dead, gathered them back together. And here they are. The, the scripture says that they were assembled together. And I can't help but think that there kind of had to be this, this moment as they're gathered together, that there's this sense of, yes, the, the boys are back together. Yes, man, it feels so good to be together. Uh, you know, there's something about a group of people gathering together, experiencing the, the presence of Jesus together. And that's what they were experiencing. It was, it was a, a celebration moment until Jesus said, I'm about to go. And I can just imagine that they had to be thinking, no, Jesus, you can't go. We're not going to let you go. What are you thinking, Jesus? Let's stay here in Jerusalem, set up your kingdom here in Jerusalem. But Jesus said this, it is better that I go because when I go, I will send the Holy Spirit and the presence of God that had been with them in the person of Jesus was no longer just going to be with them, but he was now going to be in them. Through the Holy Spirit, it would, be, it would go from Jesus with them to Jesus in them, the power to change the world. But I can't help but think that that was a difficult day for the disciples. And the fact is that today we find ourselves in another difficult day across the world as we've walked through and are walking through a global pandemic. There's been people suffering physically, emotionally, financially suffering. Uh, there's been pain and loss. Even this week, we experienced in our own nation a, a horrific injustice as a police officer who is charged to serve and protect unjustly took the life of an African-American man. A difficult time in our, in our culture. And not only that, but we as a church now are going on three months since we've been able to gather in the way that we have been used to. And I believe that just as it, is, it was for those disciples on that day, a difficult day as Jesus was preparing to leave them, I believe that today is a difficult day for us, but the good news is this, that if there's ever been a day that we need the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, today is the day. And the good news is that Jesus said this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
And I believe that even as we find ourselves in this difficult day, we can take comfort in the promise of the Father that the Helper, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit is available to us. The power of Pentecost is the power available to every single one of us today. And so I want to give you a few thoughts, a few lessons that I believe God wants us to remember as we find ourselves in this difficult day today. The first thing that I believe we need to remember, or we could say it this way, the the first thing that Pentecost reminds us is this, that presence is greater than place. Presence is greater than place. The disciples said to Jesus, Jesus, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? In other words, they're saying, Jesus, are you going to set up your kingdom in Jerusalem? Are you going to stay here in Jerusalem now? And we're just going to set up the kingdom. It's going to be heaven on earth. And people will come from all over the world to experience what we have here in Jerusalem. They, they thought it was all about the place. And Jesus said, nope, you're actually going to receive power and you're going to go out to them. Why? Because the kingdom of God is not about a place, but about a presence. Jesus said it this way in Luke chapter 17, don't look, uh, or he says the kingdom of God does not come with observation. They'll say, uh, see here or see there, but the kingdom of God is within you. In other words, the kingdom of God is not about a holy place that we go to, but a holy presence that dwells in us, that goes with us wherever we go. This was a a dramatic shift from the Old Testament where the presence of God had been limited to this holy place in the temple. But now Jesus is saying through the Holy Spirit, you are the temple. Wherever you go, that is the presence of God. That is the temple. You know, the fact is that oftentimes, even today, we can default back to an Old Testament perspective that limits the presence of God to a holy place that we go to rather than a holy presence that goes with us. Oftentimes, as I've heard people talk about going back to church, they're talking about a building and that they are going back to a building. And I would say this, that there's nothing wrong with a building. Buildings can be a blessing. In fact, uh, if you're watching this and you're a real estate tycoon and you have a building, give me a call. I would like to know about it. Uh, But buildings are simply tools. Buildings are, are, are great because of what they house, which is people encountering the presence of God. But even when we cannot gather in our buildings, the presence of God is not limited to a place. He lives within us. And I believe this, that if the place becomes more important than the presence of God, we lose the power. And so Pentecost reminds us that the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, is not limited to a place, but we are the temple. We don't just go to church. We are the church in your neighborhood. God has called you to be the church. Oftentimes we think, if I could just get my friend to church, if I could just get my neighbor to church, and I I certainly believe it's good to invite people to come, but the fact is, statistically fewer and fewer unbelievers are interested in coming to church. 
But the good news is that God didn't wait for us to come to him. He came to us. And through the presence of the Holy Spirit in us, he has sent church into the world. So church isn't canceled. That doesn't matter if we never have buildings again. Church is not limited to a place, but a presence. And so Pentecost reminds us that a, the presence is greater than the place. The second thing I want you to see that Pentecost reminds us is Pentecost reminds us that the many are greater than the few. And I don't mean just mathematically, but spiritually, the many, or if I could say it way, this way, the empowered many are greater than the select few. Jesus said it this way as he was talking to his disciples. He said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power. And for those who heard those words initially, that was almost scandalous because the power of the Holy Spirit up until that point had been reserved for a select few for prophets and priests and kings who had been anointed for a specific task. But now Jesus is saying it's not just prophets and priests and kings. Now it's fishermen and tax collectors and everyday people. Why? Because the empowered many is greater than the select few. The reality is that even in church today, we can lose sight of the fact that church is not just about a select few, but about the empowered many. And I'm not saying that there's not a place for leadership and there's not a place for recognizing the unique call. In fact, the book of James says it this way, let not many of you become teachers, but ultimately the call of leadership or the success of leadership is not in the greatness of our gift, but in the empowerment of others. And Jesus is the greatest leader that ever lived on earth, understood that his, the, the greatness of his mission was not met in the greatness of his gifting, but in the empowerment of 12 other men who would carry on his mission. And so oftentimes in church, whether we intend to or not, we end up relying on the select few rather than empowering the many. Even just the dynamics of a meeting, the fact is the, the, the larger a gathering is, the fewer percentage of people can be actively involved. And I understand that and I, I think that is right for there to be order in meetings in that way. But I also believe that we need to be reminded that the power of the Holy Spirit is not reserved for a select few, but is for many. Oftentimes church ends up becoming more like a Mr. Universe competition than it does a CrossFit gym. Uh, a Mr. Universe competition is where um, you know, people go to watch a, a, a few really muscly, really powerful guys uh, show off their power, but there's no engagement, there's no activation for the many. But a CrossFit gym is different. A CrossFit gym is, is not about a select few, but an empowered many. It's about many people exercising together, using their own gifts, their own strength together, regardless of where they're at. And I believe that God in this season that we find ourselves is reminding us through Pentecost that the empowered many are greater than the select few. 
And so number one, Pentecost reminds us that the presence is greater than the place. Pentecost reminds us that the many are greater than the few. And number three, I want you to see that Pentecost reminds us that the mission is greater than the methods. The mission is greater than the methods. Jesus said it this way to his disciples, you shall receive power and you will be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem. That's the city they lived in, Judea, that was the region, Samaria, that's the neighboring region, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, the power of the Holy Spirit wasn't just for their gathering, but for their going. And oftentimes I think that we end up limiting the power of the Holy Spirit because we limit the Spirit to our gatherings rather than to our going. We, we limit the Holy Spirit to our meetings rather than to our mission. That's what happened for these disciples in the book of Acts. As the Holy Spirit was poured out, you read Acts chapter 2. It's this beautiful expression of community. They were eating together. They were meeting together, praying together. Miracles were happening. Everything was so great in Jerusalem that they forgot to go to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And the Bible tells us this, that as a result, God allowed a persecution to come to the church in Jerusalem. If you read Acts chapter 8 verse 1, it says this, that the church was scattered to Judea and Samaria, the very place that Jesus had told them to go. They did, although they did not go out of obedience, now they went out of obligation. And the fact is that regardless of how great our gatherings are and how important our gatherings are, if our gatherings do not lead to going, we've missed the mission of God. We've lost the mission. If we become so focused on our meetings that we forget about our mission, we become a museum. I'm often reminded of a story that I've shared with you before, an illustration of the history of yacht clubs. And uh, yacht clubs today, we think of them as kind of, you know, upper class social clubs, uh, where people go to make business deals and that sort of thing. And, but yacht clubs didn't start that way. Yacht clubs did not start as a social club, but as rescue societies. History tells us that before there, were, uh, there was a Coast Guard, that fishermen would organize along the coast to be an unofficial rescue society. They would take turns patrolling the coast to help those that were lost boats that were sinking, people that were in trouble. They weren't a social club, they were a rescue society. But over time, as they began to organize, they began to meet together, they enjoyed their meetings so much that they forgot about their mission. And today, if you go to a yacht club, it, it may be a nice gathering, but there is no going. It's lost sight of the mission. And oftentimes the church can become the same way. I'm not saying that we don't need to gather. We do. Uh, cut me and I bleed. I love church gatherings. In fact, uh, I think prior to this, I don't think I'd ever missed more than one Sunday consecutively in a church gathering of some sort in my life. I love to gather. 
But our gatherings are not meant to be the end. They are meant to be the means. They are not meant to just be a social club. They are intended to be a gathering of a collection of, as it were, rescue societies that we are coming back together, having been launched out on mission. We're gathering together as a collection of, of um, life-saving rescue missionaries that we're gathering together to share the heroic stories of our seafaring expeditions, to warm ourselves by the fire of God's presence and to mend our boats, to launch back out into mission. And I believe that perhaps in this season, as important as it is for us to gather in every way that we can, perhaps God has limited our gatherings so that we would rediscover our mission. That the end of the church is not just meetings, but it's the mission to fill the earth with the presence of God. And so I'm so excited to share with you something that we are launching into this summer. And uh, as you know, we've been in this season of church online. We've really been limited from any sort of gathering. And we've been trying to kind of take it week by week without really a lot of certainty about the future. But we recently received word from the Orlando Museum of Art that they are uh, limiting gatherings and limiting events there until the month of September. So for June, July, and August, we are not able to gather at the museum as we've been used to. And to be honest, when I heard that, I, I probably felt like you do and probably felt like the disciples did when Jesus said, I'm leaving. I, I felt like, oh, come on, that can't be the case. But I actually believe that God is leading us into a season, not permanently, but a season where we are going to rediscover the mission of God through what we are calling house church. And uh, as the restrictions lift, uh, we want to be able to gather in every way that we can. And so we're so excited that this summer we're going to be spending a season of time gathering together in house church. And we're so excited to share that with you today. And so I want to invite you just to take a look at this video. As a pastor, one of my greatest joys is gathering with our church family. There's something that happens when we come together from all ages and backgrounds in an atmosphere of faith where Jesus is worshiped, our Bibles are opened, and our gifts are released. As the summer begins, we've been feeling the pain of separation for several months. And with the closure of our weekly venue and the reality of lingering restrictions, we recognize that we must think in new ways and that church must look different. That's why we are excited to announce a new initiative for the summer of 2020 that we are simply calling House Church. Imagine if rather than gathering in one place as a church, we began to gather in dozens of locations across our city. Imagine small groups of people sharing meals, receiving communion, worshiping with their families, and ministering to one another as the lines between church and neighbors begin to blur, all while honoring the guidelines of our current reality. We believe that church is not just limited to a building, but is a community on mission, filling homes and neighborhoods. So this summer, you may find us on the front porch, gathered in the family room, 
or just lingering around the table. But wherever we're at, we can't wait to see you this summer in House Church. To RSVP, visit ocparkdistrict.com. Well, there you have it. House Church is our vision for our primary gathering through the summer months, June, July, and August. Again, that's not our permanent plan, but we want to take advantage of every opportunity that we can to gather. And um, so our plan is that as Orange County moves into phase two and the limit for gathering size is raised to 50 people, although we're not able to meet at the museum, uh, we will be able to meet in smaller gatherings in homes for house church. And uh, as we gather together in homes, we'll come around the table, we'll break bread together, receive communion together, we'll encounter the presence of God in worship together, get built up through the Word of God, pray with one another, minister to one another. And uh, I believe that this is an awesome opportunity that although we can't gather together as one, imagine not one, but dozens of gatherings in homes across our community. And so I want to encourage you to be a part of House Church this summer. Uh, perhaps some of you can host House Church. Perhaps some of you can lead House Church. And uh, we want to encourage you, although uh, we are organizing through what has been our connect groups into House Church and all of our connect group leaders will be a part of it, but we also want to encourage some of you who perhaps have not been leading a connect group, but you can lead a house church or you can host a house church. Maybe you want to self-organize with uh, two or three other couples or individuals or families to just gather together and uh, we are identifying uh, a number of house church host homes and leaders that we want to help direct you towards. And uh, so if you will go to our website at ocparkdistrict.com, uh, you can sign up there. Let us know if you are willing to be a, a house church host or a house church leader. Now I want to speak for just a moment to kind of the tension that I know we feel in this moment. I know that perhaps some of us are going, yes, yes, let's gather. And maybe you're even saying like, hey, even if we can't gather in the museum, let's just do a flash mob somewhere else. Let's all get together somewhere. And uh, who cares what the restrictions are? Uh, I know some of you perhaps have that sort of a, a spirit and attitude, or maybe even as you hear house church, you just think, yeah, let's do it. I love new things. But I know some of you uh, may be a bit more hesitant. Now, and I want you to know that for those of you who don't feel comfortable gathering, that we want you to be a part in whatever way that you are able to. And so we're gonna continue to offer church online. You can engage in that way. And as you feel able and ready, uh, we are gonna gather together in house church. In addition, uh, at least once a month, we're gonna be having some sort of social gathering, maybe a picnic in the park, a beach day, getting together just to enjoy fellowship together, all while being able to observe the regulations and the restrictions that the government gives us at this time. But I believe you know, that this is a moment that as the world is filled with fear, that we're not gonna be filled with fear. What are we gonna do? We're not gonna give into fear. We're gonna stand in the power of the Holy Spirit. And even as there is so many people that perhaps are 
are, are using power to serve themselves. We're not going to use power to serve ourselves and to demand our rights. We're going to use power in the way of Jesus to serve one another. And even at this moment when it would be so easy to look at all of the limitations we have, we're, gonna, we're not going to look at what we don't have. We're going to look at what we do have. We're going to look through eyes of faith. We're going to see that we have the Word of God as an anchor for our soul, that we have the power of the Spirit living within us, that we have a community to encourage us and to support us, that we have a mission that we are living for. And so I want to pray for you today, wherever you're at, and pray for our church today that we would experience another Pentecost another outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The church would not just be about a place to come. Although we want to gather as we're able to, we believe church is essential, but it's not just a place. It's a community of people gathered around the presence of God. The church would not just be about the select few, but the empowerment of many. And the church would not just be about having meetings, but fulfilling our mission. And so I want to invite you to pray with me now, wherever you're at. And then I want to invite you to turn and pray for one another. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the presence of the Holy Spirit. God, thank you, Lord, that even today, as this is a difficult day in so many ways, Lord, we never would have imagined that we'd find ourselves here. But Father, thank you for the promise of the Father, the promise of the Holy Spirit. God, thank you that you've not left us, but God, that you are with us today. Thank you, Lord, that you are living in us. And Father, you want to give us fresh power in order to walk through the challenges that we have. Lord, I pray that we would be strengthened today by the Holy Spirit. Father, help us to love one another as you have loved us. And Father, help us to live on mission. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.